Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this week's sermon. Reading today, Mark 5, 21-43. When Jesus had crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered round him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some of the men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher any more? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, Do not be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why is all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Shall we pray? May the words of my lips and the thoughts of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Don't fear, just keep believing. It struck me really forcefully how those words from today's reading speak to our current situation as we move through this pandemic. I have to say there are times when I wonder if it will ever come to an end if we'll ever be free from it. But at those moments, Jesus's words from today's gospel are such a comfort and encouragement. And we can surely identify with the pain and desperation of Jairus and the unnamed woman in today's reading. There may be people here with us today in a similar sort of situation who are suffering or worried about a loved one. Again, I believe that Jesus' words, don't fear, just keep on believing, 
are a great support for us, even in challenging times. So here, as elsewhere in his Gospel, Mark takes two events and wraps one inside the other, and in so doing invites us to consider both of them in light of each other. On the surface, today's episode describes the interaction of two people with Jesus, and they're two people who seem to come from opposite ends of the spectrum, aren't they? First, there's Jairus, well-known, a pillar of the community, an officer of the local synagogue, perhaps even the same synagogue where Jesus healed a man with an evil spirit reported in the first chapter of Mark's Gospel. He came seeking healing for his desperately ill daughter. Second, the unknown, unnamed woman. Also well-known, or perhaps better, notorious, for a different reason. She was an outsider because of her condition, which, according to the law, made her ritually unclean, and also anyone who came into contact with her, and who, for so many years, had not been able to engage fully in the religious life of the community. It would have impacted on her with regard to her social standing too. It would have affected all aspects of her life. At this point, perhaps she's coming close to being destitute. Having fruitlessly spent all of her money consulting doctors. Sadly, there'd been no improvement. Her condition had actually worsened. It's so hard for us to imagine. She came seeking healing for herself. But there are similarities in these two. They're not that different, actually. Let's consider. They both take the initiative in seeking out Jesus. This is important. They both believe that Jesus can help them. Jairus, perhaps because he'd actually witnessed that previous healing. She, because she had heard reports of Jesus' healings and believed that simply to touch his clothing would bring release. They both show courage. He, as a representative of the official religion, and let's remember that already there were elements within the religious establishment wanting to be rid of Jesus. He comes openly to see Jesus. She, perhaps fearing the reaction of a hostile crowd, approaching stealthily from behind. But you know, I believe there's a lesson for us here, that no matter how it occurs, 
no matter what the circumstances that bring us to a point, coming to the Lord in belief is absolutely critical. They're both in a desperate situation. He, because his 12-year-old daughter is dying. She, because despite the best efforts of doctors, after 12 long years, is in a worse place than she was before. Her condition has deteriorated. And I find it interesting to ponder on the significance of the number 12 in this event. Why does Mark mention it? Twelve years before, just as Jairus's family was being blessed by the birth of a baby daughter, with all the joy that that event brings, a woman's life was being devastated by the hemorrhaging that occurred and which had led to her exclusion. What a contrast is implied there. Now, 12 years later, things are coming to a conclusion. But when they come face to face with Jesus, they both fall to their knees. He in supplication, she in fear perhaps of what Jesus would say to her. They both come believing Jesus can help them. And in this, they do show great faith. And what's more, it's great faith in the face of doubt and opposition. Jairus's friends tell him not to bother the teacher because his daughter has died. The woman faced by that potentially hostile crowd. And resolute faith in a difficult situation is surely one of the key themes of this passage. And Jesus didn't refuse either of these suffering people. Their background and standing is immaterial. It's their faith that's important. And Jesus underlines yet again the timeless truth that God's love is universal. As he ministers to the to the affluent and the important embodied in the high-ranking official Jairus but equally to the destitute the socially and ritually marginal embodied in this poor unknown woman there is space for all in the kingdom again I find that really encouraging just to have that reconfirmed So, can you imagine how the woman felt when Jesus demanded to know who had touched him? Can you then imagine how she felt when Jesus addressed her, not as woman, as might have been expected, but as daughter? Just think about what that means, being addressed as daughter. In her faith, 
she becomes adopted into the family of Christ. To her, Jesus says, your faith has healed you. We could equally and very interestingly read that statement as your faith has saved you. The Greek word translated as healed in verse 34, sozain, has a basic meaning of to save. And in Greek, a derivative of that verb, soter, means saviour. But whichever way we read it, as a result, the woman receives healing and wholeness and is set free. Free from the grasp of the disease, but also free from the social and ritual stigma attached to it. Free to engage once more in the social and religious life of her community. This is important, isn't it? Jesus's healing brings physical and spiritual transformation. To Jairus, who has just been given that devastating news that his daughter has died, and faced by people who try to dissuade him from entreating Jesus, Jesus says, don't fear, just believe. Or maybe, as one translator put it, and I like this, keep on believing, using a present continuous form of the verb. Because Jairus had demonstrated belief in coming to Jesus in the first place. And now he does indeed keep on believing as he takes Jesus to his home and his daughter is healed. To close then, what can we take from today's reading? For me, three things. The universal nature of God's love being underlined yet again. The transforming power of Jesus's healing, whether physical or spiritual. The power of persistent faith, even in challenging circumstances. We shall experience times of illness for ourselves or for our loved ones. At times we shall meet those, perhaps even friends, who either deny God or try to draw us away. And then, isn't it important for us to hold on to those words that Jesus said at the start? Don't fear, just believe. May it be so for us. Amen.